You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. And I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life is very, very simple. Rocket, Rocket can. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for one more hour. I'm here with super producer and host Dave Shepard. And thank you to everybody listening all over North America. Thank you to everybody listening on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. You could be in your car. You could be at home. You could be on the free Odyssey app. You could be going from coast to coast or lake to lake, highway to byway, listening on Sirius XM Channel 158. Thank you very much. Hope you're safe. Hope you're well. Hope you're warm. Hope you're cool. And if you're not, I certainly hope you get there. I'm going to try my best to just chill out and have fun here over the next hour as we kind of wrap up a Another busy week in the world of sports, an upcoming busy weekend. We got a full slate of, of Saturday games in the NFL. We have three consecutive nights of, of primetime games in the NFL, starting off with Tua Tonga-Valoa and the Dolphins in, in Buffalo. Uh, tomorrow night, supposed to be cold, 25 to 28 degrees. Uh, supposed to have some precipitation in the air. Obviously, that would mean snow, and we'll see how that goes down. Uh, on Sunday night football, you can go ahead and hit the fast forward button. You got the New York Giants taking on the Washington Commanders as they are tied and jockeying for playoff position. And then we wrap things up on Monday night football, watching two teams going absolutely nowhere, but having some question marks for the future with some big names as Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers take on Baker Mayfield and the Los Angeles Rams. Not something that I thought I would be saying at any point in the season, but here we are. Yes, Baker Mayfield and the Los Angeles Rams. Something else that I didn't think I would be saying this season is the name of Brock Purdy. Why would I? I mean, unless you were sitting around watching the Iowa State, this guy was selected last in the draft. Most of America has never seen this guy play, and he's done a very good job holding down the fort for an injured Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, right before we went to break, we talked about the Detroit Lions and and, and how well they're playing. They're going to take on the the New York Jets this upcoming Sunday. And by the way, uh, Mike White will not play for the New York Jets because of his ribs. He could not be medically cleared. And he said he went to nine different independent doctors trying to be cleared. No one would give him the go-ahead. And so Zach Wilson will be back in action for the New York Jets as the starting quarterback. And I think for his own sake, he better hope he has a decent game. Otherwise, he will be eaten alive, not just by the media, but probably by his teammates, as Mike White has become a little bit of a legend. He's the anti-Zach Wilson, someone who plays hard and lights it up, and the the players appreciate him. They want to play for Mike White, but now they got Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson taking on those Lions who are, are surging right now especially with that offense a matter of fact coach Rob Salah of the New York Jets former 49er defensive coordinator he says this is a big deal for Zach listen this is going to be a great opportunity for Zach um, 
when he was elevated to the uh, uh, to the number two quarterback, it was with the understanding that there's a strong possibility that he was going to play um, and to prepare accordingly. Man. Hey, Shep, I, I hope he has a good game. You're a good man, JR. If this man does not have a good game, even though it's the holiday season, Jet fans will eat him alive. There seems to be already a, a great segment, a big segment of Jet fans who are sick and tired of him already. Uh, if he stinks to join up, I, I better hope he just maybe crawls into a hole. We're going to see how tough he is. Um, what do you think, man? I, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, Jr. You've said it. The, you've said it the whole the whole year. He's not ready. It's that simple. Like he's not going to do. He's not going to pull a rabbit out of a hat. We know. We know this guy is not NFL ready right now. And the Jeffs, they whiff with him. And it's even it's even more demonstrative when you consider the fact that you had the guys like Mac Jones and Justin Fields and come after him. Yeah, you know what? But every everybody develops at at a different rate, different times. It was very clear from a couple of weeks ago after the he had a, a terrible game against the Pats and he didn't necessarily uh, take full responsibility or, or or his own responsibility for how the offense played and he did terrible. You know, people develop at, at different rates. So I'm not going to throw the towel in on, on Zach Wilson and who he can become. But when you're selected number two overall and then you're benched and everybody basically calls you out on it, his own teammates, wide receivers, Garrett Wilson called him out on it. His head coach called him out. He benched him. Like, we've had to watch for the past several weeks Zach Wilson sit around with his hood on as he didn't even dress. Like, it's embarrassing. We're going to find out how much Zach Wilson cares about his job, cares about his status, cares about his reputation. I'm very eager to see how he's going to bounce back from basically being told, yo, you suck. You need to get your act together. Because if you don't, you ultimately might get the boot. And so I'm going to take a real deep look as as uh, Zach Wilson takes on these Lions who are just on a roll right now. It's just they whooping everybody. They're scoring points at a ridiculous rate. Their defense can stand to improve. And we had one caller say, hey, man, JR, can you talk me off the ledge if the Lions don't make the playoffs? I'm like, listen, bro, this season is a success. It wasn't too long ago that they were 1-6, and six, and you had Dan Campbell worried about his own damn job. A matter of fact, this is what Dan Campbell had to say uh, a couple of weeks ago, knowing that 1-6, he was going to be fired. Look, I don't read everything, but I told you, I get, I get head up with things, and so I know at one point I was going to get fired, you know, and now I'm not. And So I know how all this works, and the reality is, man, we're 5-7, and seven. We got five to go here, and uh, man, this is a big five-game stretch for us, and I and we're getting better. Yeah, obviously they picked up another victory, beating Minnesota this past uh, Sunday. You got the return of of Jamison Williams, who didn't take too much time to actually go out there and score some points. You're now pairing him up with Amon Ross St. Brown. You got Jamal Williams. DeAndre is actually nice when he's healthy. DJ Chark, like they they have an offense. They have some impact players on defense. They still have to work on their passing defense. They they have a tendency to still give up, you know, quite a few points. But their defenses 
has been improved. They've taken advantage as well. you got to give them credit of some bad teams, as they should. Some of these squads in their, their own division playing up in the NFC North. The Lions win, lose, draw, unless they just crap the bed the rest of the season. And they, they've been competitive. I don't think they will. This is a success. The playoffs are the icing on the cake. They take on the Jets. They have a great defense. Uh, luckily for them, the Lions, they don't have to take on Quinnen Williams uh, playing at an all-pro level on the defensive tackle dealing with a calf injury. They have Carolina up next. Carolina's been decent under Wilkes. They have a 500 record. Uh, Chicago is absolutely terrible, only three wins on the season. And the Lions finish up against Green Bay, a team of which they've already beaten at 15-9. and And so kudos to the Lions all the damn way. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Greg is here from Detroit. You're on the JR Sport Reef Show. What's up, Greg? Hey, how you doing, JR? I'm very well. What's up? Oh, listen. Listen, a lot of the uh, reason for the surge in the Lions offense is from this guy named uh, Johnson, Ben Johnson. He's our yeah, offensive OC. coordinator. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that he doesn't get yanked away and wreck this nucleus that we have. Um, someone's going to offer him a, a coaching position. I just know it after this year. What would it take to keep him? I have no idea. Uh, that's that's the nature of the, the, the beast. That's yeah. the nature of the game. Like when you have success as a coordinator, you move on. I mean, the right. team that the team that they're going to be opposing, Rob Sala, I, I don't even know how many years we heard about him as one of the next guys up, and he was a defensive coordinator for the Niners all those years. And now they have yep. another guy, D'Amico Ryans, who played. He's the next hot thing. And so that's that's how it goes, man. Oh, I would just suck to lose him after one year, man. He's only had one year on the job. And, or no, two years. He's had two years. But, well, that, uh, but Dan Campbell brought him in, from I think, from New Orleans. He well, the, 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 the nature of the game is when you have success and you actually have players – Hopefully you can bring someone on who can quote-unquote carry and, and have the torch passed to him. I mean, I, I'm impressed with the Lions' skill position players. Now, whether or not Jared Goff will be there when I believe the Lions are, are full, legitimate contenders if they can continue to grow, I think that's even larger of a question. But for right now, man, I, I would enjoy the ride. Yeah, I'm doing I, – I, I'm another guy that needs to be talked off the ledge. I'm 56. Long time tortured Lions fan, man. Oh man, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to rehash some of the things that you've seen oh, over the past twenty and thirty oh, you years. Don't even, you I, I won't. I'll stop. <laughs> All right, Jr. Thanks, man. Thank you, Greg. No doubt okay, about buddy. it. Thank okay, you for bye-bye. calling from Detroit. Yeah, no. Dan Campbell has done an amazing job. I know he had to fire his uh, defensive backs coach. I, I really don't even see how. Uh, I remember uh, Aaron Glenn when he was coaching or actually playing uh, for the New York Jets. I have no idea how he's going to be able to stick around as the defensive coordinator with, with the amount of points that they give up per game. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's going to be some adjustments here. But at least as a Lions fan, you, you can admit to seeing the progress, and there's nothing wrong with that. 855-212-4CBS. Lou is here from Rochester. What's up, Lou? Hi, there. Um, tomorrow's game... In Buffalo, it's going to be uh, some heavy snow, four to six inches or more. Um, there's going to be five inches of snow tailgating, eight inches by kickoff, 10 to 
uh, 12 inches more for the ride home. I canceled my plans to go to it. You're not, so you're not going to the game because of the snow? Yeah. Okay. But the, the other point that I really want to make, it doesn't seem like um, McDaniel and uh, Tua really appreciate what's going to happen that snow because – He's going to find out soon that uh, if the way it snows in western New York is far greater than the way it snows in Alabama. That 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 comment is going to become some kind of meme. It's, it's going to be horrendous. yeah, but it was it was taken out of context, and and I understand what you're saying about they don't appreciate it or what. What are they supposed to say? We're afraid of the snow. The cold is going to get us. And, oh, my God, we're coming from Florida. We're scared. What are they supposed to say? They they really have no choice but to downplay it. That's a good point. That's a good point. And I, 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 I want to sh- share this again as well. And thank you so much, Lou, for calling from Rochester. So I'm not a meteorologist. You know, if there's one who's going to tell us with 100% conviction that it will snow, then God bless them. They should be doing uh, weather all over the world. I I don't know. I digress. I'm going to expect it to snow. Will it stick? Will it be a few inches? Are we looking at multiple inches? I have no idea. I just know there's a chance of it, and it's going to be tough. But the idea that Tua Tonga-Valoa has just flat downplayed uh, playing in Buffalo, comparing it to going up or playing in Alabama, is, is not accurate. Tua Tagovailoa stood there with the media for about 10 minutes the other day, and almost half of that time was dedicated to the weather in Buffalo. So Tua, what are you going to wear? So Tua, uh, do you, you think it's going to be cold, or how are you going to feel? And, and, and it's, it, it just it got repetitious. It got monotonous. It got slow real damn fast. And then one of the questions, the one that got memed already, where Tua said it snows in Alabama, like people take the snippet without the full context. Tua was asked directly by a reporter, and you might also consider this to be a stupid question. Tua was asked flatly, hey, have you even ever seen snow in your life? This is his response. Have you seen snow before? Yeah, it snowed in Alabama my first year. Yeah. So it snows in Alabama, guys. <laughs> I know. It, I mean, people don't know that. You know, there's some people that just think, oh, you know, it just gets cold in Alabama. It, it does snow. Yeah, he wasn't directly comparing it to Buffalo. Oh, it snows in Buffalo. Or excuse me, it snows in, in Alabama. I don't have anything to worry about in Buffalo. That's, that's not what he said. And that was only one of the ridiculous questions. I mean, we had another reporter ask him about Oh, hey, I I heard you were in a a cold weather place recently. Can you tell us about the cold weather place you were? And Tua's response was, yeah, I was in in Baltimore. I was in Maryland. Take a listen to this one. Can you tell us back in the spring you actually went to a cold weather location? Yeah. Can you tell us a story about that? Yeah, I went to Maryland um, to (laughs) to go visit my brother. In the spring. And uh, (laughs) it was pretty cold up there, probably like in the 20s. Um, and there was snow on the ground too, so got to uh, test that out. Um, got to throw up there with a couple of his guys. So yeah, that was that was good. What did you okay. learn from that experience? Me personally, and it might be a mindset thing too, but I it, it felt really good throwing it while it was snowing. Um, so 
I don't know. I can't give anything more than that. Like I, you know, I didn't feel any any effects of throwing in the snow. Okay. Well, thank you, reporters, for asking just some interesting. I don't want to go as far to say stupid questions. So you threw you threw to your brother's wide receivers in Maryland when it was twenty degrees and snowing in in uh, in Maryland. You know what does this mean when you go play against the Buffalo Bills with giant human beings trying to kick your ass on on Saturday night? Like, what did you learn from that experience? What? Huh? What does Tua throwing a ball out, outside when it's 20 degrees have to do with him actually in live football? Like, I can knock down a three-pointer. I can knock down a, a, a free throw by myself just standing there. What am I going to do when I actually play against competition? I'm going to get my ass destroyed. Like, come on. Talk about practice here. Hi, Allen Iverson. Some of these questions are absolutely wild. 855-212-4CBS. Tony calling from Massachusetts. What's up, Tony? What's up, J.I.? How are oh, you? Hey, I'm good. I was with him uh, talking about uh, Zach Wilson, man. Um, they about to get smoked. Now, the, the Jets' defense is legit, but Wilson... If he don't move the ball, man, Detroit's going to run him out of there. And I was just thinking about something, man. Your mannerism and how you carry yourself and what you say goes a long way. And I don't know who's in his circle, but it's good to have people like, you know, to guide you in how to carry yourself because basically they turned on him from his responses after he played his sucked and he didn't own nothing. I think if he would have, you know, did it a different way, he probably would have got, a, you know, some sympathy, a little bit of leeway. And, you know, but right now, I'm telling you right now, man, that dude, if he don't have a good game, he's done. He's done. And they, you're right. They, they're going to they're gonna feast on him, man. They really are. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not prepared to completely throw him to the, to the wolves. He's, he will be thrown to the wolves, but – I don't I don't think they're going to go through the offseason without giving him one final chance, especially when you think about the investment that they've made in him with the number two overall pick. But you are 100 percent correct. He has to he has to get it together. He does because he's going to get destroyed if he doesn't go out there and have a decent game. Uh, the Jets defense. Yeah. Can they stop the Lions? Uh, I guess they can slow him down. They have one of the best defenses in the league. It'll be interesting to see Quinnen Williams and his status for the game. That that will be a a huge factor. But Zach Wilson, is he going to get into a shootout with the Lions? Uh, I don't know. You want to talk about pressure and something to play for? (sighs) Zach, he comes across as a quarterback, baby-faced, crybaby. And for an NFL locker room, that's that's not going to get the job done. And who knows? Zach might have to play the rest of the season if Mike White cannot be cleared. This man was destroyed. He has the absolute respect of everybody in the locker room. And Zach Wilson, he's going to have to earn his against the Lions. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to get some more of your calls on the other side. I'm going to tell you about my amazing week in Phoenix and in Portland at Pacific University. We got a lot to do before I roll here on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, man, this is going to be cliche as a mug, but a uh, long time, long time listener, first time caller, man, and I appreciate your show big time. You have so much insight. I just want to give you props on that. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Hey, Shep, what is it? I'm, I'm like Waldo. Is that what it is? Trying to find where I'm at? Got that right. I'm in Atlanta. Travel more than a, than a, than a, than a pilot for uh, Amazon. Amazon pilot? Well, you nah. know they they, they yeah. go all over the world. Yeah. He had, well, what's his name? Bezos hasn't used the robots yet. No. Yeah, it, it's coming. It's coming. Enjoy that money while it's it's coming. Jeff Bezos, you gonna have them robots flying the plane? But what I was do gonna I make know? a bad joke. I was gonna say you travel more than an NBA superstar. Uh. Hold on, let me see. John Morant. No? They're number one in the West, by the way. And no one's no one's talking about them. I'm not asking you about that. I'm talking about guys who travel. John Morant? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh no, no, because he's so he's so athletic that it, it it's deceiving how, how little he actually steps. He carries the ball. A lot no, of these different do. though. It's but not he just travel. Him. He's not James Harden like taking five steps back to shoot a jump. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Step back, step back, step back, step back, step back, step back. Three. Exactly. He's doing the Travolta out there. Travolta from uh, Saturday Night Fever. I haven't seen that since uh, I don't know. I don't. When when did I see that? In the nineties? Did I see that? Nineteen ninety? The last time I probably I'm saw that. I'm impressed you even saw it. It was just on one night at like two o'clock in the morning. What can I say? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4CBS. Bob is here from Michigan. What's up, Bob? Thank you for taking my call. Um, I really enjoy your show. Thanks. You know, I've, I've been sitting here thinking uh, over over today and actually the past couple of weeks. I'm here to predict on a Saturday morning, December 17th, 2022, that we've seen Matthew Stafford play his last NFL football game. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It, it's been uh, quite terrible. I've, I've mentioned it a few times here on the air. When you think about his injury and his wife's reaction to the concussion and the swelling and the, it's just the numbness in his legs, why Why would he want to unless he is 100% certain that he's, he's going to be fine and there's no way to know that? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that when he was with Detroit, he took a beating. Uh, at times, he didn't play very well. And then the, when the trade occurred with the Rams, it was the timing was perfect for both franchises. And Stafford helped put them over the top, and he's got his Super Bowl ring. Now the Rams don't look hungry. hungry. They have to retool. Uh, given everything that the Stafford family has been through, including Matthew Stafford's wife with the, with the brain tumor surgery, I mean, if I'm, if I'm Matthew Stafford's wife at the end of this season, I'm going up to him and I'm saying, Matthew, you've got your ring. You got beat up last year. You got the ring the year before. Is it really worth it? 
No, I understand that's that's reasonable, but we know uh, we can look at Tom Brady. It takes it takes two to tango in that regard. But his injuries, and thank you for calling, his injuries are kind of they're not being talked about. Maybe in Los Angeles, maybe not. Matthew Stafford suffered a concussion. The man is out for the rest of the season with a bruised spinal cord. The man also, there were reports about him having a little bit of numbness in his legs. Now, I assume that's related to the bruised spinal cord and the nerves that make your feeling go to your arms and your legs and your limbs and the rest of your body, etc. I ain't no doctor. I tap out. I'd be like, I'm done. I'm done for what? I got a Super Bowl ring. I'm getting money. Maybe that might be a motivation to continue on. It's, um, it's tough, man. It's it's tough. You hear those injuries. A bruised spinal cord is enough for me to just be like, nah, I'm done. That's just me. 855-212-4CBS. Daryl's calling from Pittsburgh. What's up, Daryl? Hey, good morning, JR. To you as well. What's going on? I'm just talking about the stuff with, with Buffalo Bills, man. But they're professional football players, you know. Okay. The weather is just going to be a factor, eight. Hey? All that stuff is just sound bites. You know, a reporter's asking the stupid questions. I mean, it's lightly snowing here in Pittsburgh right now. I'm out here driving a truck. I got to adjust what I'm doing because of the weather. So let's, they'll play the game. You know, I'm a big Bills fan. I hope the Bills win this game. So but they got to play it. Well, so what are you saying? Well, yeah, we know that, that Tua was asked some interesting questions about the weather. Um what do you say? Yeah, everybody has to deal with it. Yeah, is, is that your point? Yeah, or? and 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 they're professional football players, so they they got heaters now on the for the field. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not, that it still factors in when you're on the field. You know, it doesn't oh, absolutely. No, I, I realize that, but right. you know, I don't I don't think that like asking somebody if you, you know, with the with his answer about it snowed in Alabama, you know. That's got nothing to do with the, what's going to be in the game tomorrow. Well, that was that was as a response to the question, like, and he didn't. The questions were dumb. I can't I can't kill Tua for his answer because it was being it was very repetitive what they were asking him. They asked him if he's ever seen snow. Exactly, I, I agree with you completely. I mean, it's like, come on, you guys, they could come up with better questions yeah, than something like that. That that's that's well, my point. And, you know, I, it's going to be a heck of a game because Miami's tough. I, I hope so. I hope it's a competitive game. I hope it's a fun one. I mean, we can always expect in the snow or, or a lot of rain, precipitation of any kind to see fumbles and turnovers and the like. And let's see if we get that tomorrow. I know there's going to be a lot of people watching all over the country. I certainly will. Well, I'm going to have to listen to it because I'll be at work. But all right. you know, Make, all, make your all money, down. All I can say is go Bills. Okay, that's it. Thank you, Dow, for calling from Pittsburgh. Yeah, go Bills from Pittsburgh. I should have asked him a question. Said, "Hey, man, why the hell are you a hell are you a Bills fan? Did he move? Possibly, maybe he did move." Eight five five two one two four CBS. I'm going to take more of your calls before we roll out. I'm going to tell you about the amazing time that I had in Pacific University up in Portland, Oregon. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, JR? I agree with you. I like your show because I tend to disagree, but tonight I agree. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Man, we've had a busy night. We've talked about a lot. We've had a busy week. I've had a busy week. I've been all over the damn place. I was in Atlanta. I'm back in Atlanta. I went to Phoenix. I went to Portland. We continued on with the media for the movement tour. It's been tons of fun. Uh, Man, Midwestern University out in Glendale, Arizona, outside of Phoenix, and going to Hillsboro, Oregon, right outside of Portland uh, to, to connect with the students and faculty and staff at Pacific University. It's been a lot of fun. I'm going to share with you some of the amazing just comments and some of the amazing students and just doing amazing things, getting their master's degree and helping people out. I'm going to share that with you momentarily up in Oregon. Let's hit the phone lines before we roll out. 855-212-4CBS. Let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and talk to Drew. He's calling from Michigan. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Drew. What's going on, JR? How you doing, man? I'm excellent. What's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic about my Lions right now mm-hmm. because the the talk around here is the SOL is in the rearview mirror. But I think this game coming up now against the Jets is going to be the true test. I mean, I'm not saying that the Jets are world beaters, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's on the road, and it might be a little bit cold, okay? And everybody's expectations have changed. And I heard you say something a little earlier about if the Lions, because of the way the season has turned out, you know, one and six start, and now they're almost 500. You know, if they don't win out and make the playoffs, it's still a successful season. Now, I get where you're coming from with that, but expectations change as the landscape changes, okay? So what I'm trying to say is it's going to be a heck of a feat if the Lions can pull this off because if they win out, you're asking these guys to win six straight games on the road. I think that's a heck of a thing to do in the NFL today. So if they do pull that off, I don't know how high their ceiling could be. But I'm just trying to stay cautiously optimistic, like I said before, because my team, how they've hurt me over the years, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall. Okay? Yeah. And I'm asking Dan Campbell, he's a coach this game this weekend as a textbook game. No tricks. Just play, get points. Because if you get to 20, I think you're good. Okay. Well, I think the, the New York Jets, they, I mean, with, with their quarterback, Zach Wilson, he's going to be tasked to go out there and hopefully get them more than 20. Um, this, is, this is ripe for the picking if you're the Lions. This is a real interesting game. I know people aren't necessarily screaming and hollering about the Lions and the New York Jets. But these are two teams that are currently in rebuilding situations that that appear to be ahead of schedule and that the expectations have changed as the year going on. I feel the same way about the Jets. All things considered for this season, the Jets, if their biggest problem is quarterback and everything else is in place, they're ahead of schedule. And I I, I don't know if I I subscribe to the idea of all the the expectations change as the season goes on. You got to be realistic. You have to be realistic. They're able to pick up Jamison Williams. He's finally healthy after getting hurt in the national championship. Their defense is, is holding him back. If you're a Lions fan, look at the defense. Please, 
please look at it. Think about experience. There's nothing wrong with being optimistic, but you have to be realistic. The run that they're on is damn good right now. Enjoy it. Savor it. See how far the team can go. If they can go to the playoffs, God bless them. If they don't, take solace in the fact that unless they just completely crap the bed the rest of the year, that they're on a, they're on a positive way. And speaking on a positive way, I need to, to, to spread and share some positivity here with you. I've been able to do this all semester long, and we have come to a conclusion. And that's the media for the movement tour where I've gone out to colleges and universities all semester, and we've talked about inclusion, using sports for good especially for individuals who have intellectual disabilities. And we've really been able to highlight uh, the health sector of it because in order to play sports, in order just to be uh, functional in society, you can do that if you're healthy. And unfortunately, people who have intellectual disabilities sometimes aren't treated the same type of way by medical professionals or maybe they're not even given a chance or an opportunity to play. And so last week I was here at home at Emory University in Atlanta. I've been up at D.C. and Baltimore, John Hopkins. And this time I ventured out west, which is why I was in Arizona and also in Portland. We shared with you some amazing uh, faculty and staff out in Midwestern in Arizona, right outside of Phoenix. And then a couple of days ago, I spent the past couple of days in Oregon at Pacific University and was able to connect with some amazing staff members and, and students there. I want to give a big shout-out to Jeffrey Kawaguchi. He's the doctor. He's the director and professor of the athletic training program there at Pacific University, and he's done a whole hell of a lot trying to make sure that the school, the university, that the people and students that he worked with, that he works with, that they're all familiar and involved with Special Olympics, making sure that they get equal care. And I also had a chance to connect with two students who are second year's master's students studying athletic training, uh, care, diagnosis of injuries, rehab, preventative care. It's Courtney Richardson. It's Chelsea Shops, And they're doing an amazing job in the community while they learn. And I asked Chelsea kind of right out of the gate, the first part, the first clip actually, I asked her about why she volunteers, why she participates with Special Olympics, and this is what Courtney, excuse me, this is what Chelsea had to say. I actually first got with um, Special Olympics back at home in Hawaii. During high school, we would like volunteer with the athletes, play with them. Um, and I had a couple of my classmates as well, like partner up with them in competitions. And then I also got into volunteering because um, my boyfriend's uh, brother um, has autism, and I've seen the way that Special Olympics has brought, like the things that it has brought to them, encourages more, um, what have they done to him to bring his life more up. And, um, and when I found out that Pacific had a partnership with them, I, I was really excited for it. Yeah, I, I asked Courtney, the same question. She's also, well, both of them are second year master's students in athletic training. Big deal. Getting more degrees. Congratulations to them. I asked Courtney the same thing. This is what Courtney had to say about her experience. I had a friend who was in a physical therapy program, and she told me that she worked with Special Olympics when she was doing school. And so when I found out that we had the opportunity, I kind of immediately jumped on it. Um, I felt like I've always had a desire to help people. That's just how I grew up, was helping others, and I found that this was a really great way to do it. 
Um, and my time working with Special Olympics, for me, it's like the purest form of sport because you get to see sportsmanship in its truest form. And I think that's really something that we need to look at. Oh, yeah, we need to look at that as a, as a society in whole. We need to, to really dive deep and appreciate the power of sports. And believe me, everybody out there is, is competing. And I think uh, Chelsea pretty much hit the nail on the head. My, my final question to her was, was pretty much about appreciation and her experiences. And she's talked about providing medical care during some of the events and, and just trying to help people. And she says that they appreciate it. And she says they appreciate it because they don't necessarily always get this type of attention. This is what, what Chelsea had to say about that. Presence there and knowing you're a volunteer, they really appreciate it. And uh, like, there was this one time where we had to give um, medical services to an athlete, and he was just really surprised. Like, oh, you're here to help me? Like, I'm like, yes. Like, we're here to evaluate you, see what's going on. And he was just so surprised on it because he's never had like that attention, medical attention towards him which was even really rewarding as a student to like give that medical attention that like a professional medical advisor would be able to give him yeah can you imagine that when you have to walk around just feeling like you know you'll be ignored it's a terrible feeling and so I want to show a lot of love and, and a lot of thanks and a lot of appreciation a to Pacific University for for having me out along uh, with Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca, for all the great work that you do out in Oregon with Special Olympics International as well. Uh, thank you to, to Mary Vaughn. Thank you so much to Dr. Jeffrey Kawaguchi. Thank you to Courtney. And thank you to Chelsea for doing just amazing things to help improve the lives of others. And I tell people all the time, it's not just what you do for other people. You would be shocked at what you get back in return. And so I encourage you to go to specialolympics.org and figure out you know, what might be going on in your area? Special Olympics has events all year long in your neighborhood, right where you live, in your state. Just go ahead and check that out. So thank you so much to everyone who's been involved with this tour. Uh, thank you, to, obviously, to Special Olympics and a personal thank you to the great people at Experian. Yes, Experian also believing in, in diversity and inclusion and in giving people an equal chance. So thank you one more time to everyone out at Pacific University in Oregon. 855-212-4CBS. Let's end on a positive note. Let's go to San Diego and talk to Derek. You're on the JR Sport Group Show. JR. Hey, man. Um, so uh, I, I got an NFL question. So last year, right, the Rams, they went all in, right? They made some trades. They put all their chips in to get, like, the players and everything that they needed to go all the way and they got it now they're having to pay for that right you know like their team they aren't doing that great right and i guess what i'm just saying is that like is that kind of like a tactic that we're gonna see in the future i don't think so no i mean i think it's an i I think it's an 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 outlier i think the rams are outliers there i think if you want to have sustained success 
you you can't just cobble a team together and mortgage your future. Los Angeles is an interesting market, and you you know this being close by in San Diego. It's not like fans are, are clamoring up the road from you to go check out the Rams or even the Chargers. And right. you can you can say, hey, let's swing and hit and miss. The majority of the people who are running to that stadium happen to be, you know, the opposing fans. And I think what is more sustainable, having a franchise quarterback, having a sustainable team that you can roll with. And, yeah, the Rams paid for it, but I don't I don't see other teams picking that up because I don't think other fan bases that are diehards for football across the country will will pay for that or even accept it. Uh, I think that's it's a it's a road to failure for most teams. I really do. Listen, folks, it's been an amazing week. From Portland to Phoenix to back to Atlanta. Thank you to Pacific. Thank you to Midwestern. Hey, Shep, thank you, man, for another amazing week. More importantly, JR, thank you, man. I lo- love the work that you do uh, with Special Olympics, man. It never, ever gets old. Hey, listen, I think it's important to to use sports for good. I'd, I'd consider myself a whole jackass if I sat around and just talked about sports and didn't try to be a positive influence that's regardless of what I say or people agree with me or disagree with me on a topic I could care less about that I care about people and human beings first at its core listen folks if you miss me in the meantime you can find me online everywhere at JR Sport Brief Twitter Facebook and Instagram I'll be back with you Monday night 10 p.m. Eastern 7 Pacific we'll have a lot to talk about Three straight days, three straight nights of NFL football. Thank you, Shep. The JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. It's a wrap. But Ryan Hickey, he's damn good. He's coming up next. Yo, be well, be safe, be smooth, be cool.